Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Good Morning Liberty. going on all of our liberty loving friends welcome back to another fantastic episode of good morning liberty i'm one of the hosts here charles chuck thompson not with me i mean he's here virtually but from denver colorado high up in the mountains how high are you right now nate for this show i thought you were sober in the national month of recovery awareness september you're up there in the mountains getting colorado high i gotta tell you this is uh I think technically the highest I've ever been for one of our shows, <laughs> you know, just on an elevation standpoint. It's so weird that sure. you're not a dad. So because you got oh, the dad yeah. jokes. So good at the dad jokes for sure. Do you think hey, it's when you become a dad or do you think it's when like you reach a certain age? I think it's an age or maybe you just have that particular kind of humor because I've always loved dad jokes mm. and my dad never made any dad jokes. So Maybe that's why. Maybe I was missing dad jokes <laughs> my whole life. That, that's what it is. Is your trauma that you've hey, been did, working through through better you, Did you acknowledge the Fed Haters Club? Not yet, but I was okay. talking about how high you were first. Okay. I that's, just want to put Magoo said that we need to acknowledge. Yeah. Well, welcome, Fed Haters Club. They're actually watching on YouTube today because we are, Nate and I are far apart. And yeah. Um, through the miracles of technology and StreamYard, it's easier to stream this to YouTube, unlisted, by the way. So you guys out there trying to find this thing aren't going to be able to find it until you go to joingml.com and sign up for only six bucks a month to be part of the Fed Haters Club. That means you get to, I know when you listen on the podcast, you're like, wow, these guys are perfect. But beforehand, you got to listen to us doing a bunch of dumb stuff, um, not knowing how the works sound. Stumbling all the week. Well, yeah, so Dumb Bleep uh, number, whatever the last Dumb Bleep is, is going to be the 20 minutes that we spent trying to figure out how to use a basic streaming platform yeah. uh, with webcams, not even cool cameras. And I'm gonna tell you, it's warm in the office, so I'm, I'm taking my shirt off. I, I turned off the air in the hotel so I wouldn't get a bunch of uh And uh, uh, if you're not watching noise. live, you're, you're going to miss this. You're missing you know? the show right now. Chuck's taking off his clothes. <laughs> This is a first. And I have a shirt on underneath. That's a GML first. Okay, let's get into Dumb Bleep number one. And it's a, uh, man, your camera keeps kind of freezing up, but more than likely, it's the internet on my end because I'm using hotel public, you know, or guest internet. And so it's, uh, it's pretty bad overall. Yes. I think my download speed is like 10 right now. So anyway. Uh, we're going to get into dumb belief number one, and it's a situation that's been happening over the last day or so. Uh, this is a, I don't know if you've seen anything about this, Chuck. Just skip right over me taking off my shirt. Oh, well, I mean, you, you took right it off. We, talk, we talked about that. Well, that was actually part of the dumb belief was you taking off your are shirt. Pe are people still here? 
Uh, now everyone left. It's just me and you. And I took, I put a thing over your camera. So I don't blame them. <laughs> don't believe number one is a situation with Elon Musk and Starlink and the war in Ukraine. So this thing has been blown up over the last couple of days. The, the report came out that Ukraine was about to drone bomb Russia's Navy. Uh, that was at anchor and potentially try to do some really big damage. And the report was that Elon Musk secretly ordered for Starlink to be deactivated in that area so they wouldn't be able to do it. And I think they did give him enough credit to say that he was trying to avert a nuclear war. And that's the, that's the story right now now it seems to be a little bit different elon is saying that he did not order for it to be turned off uh he's saying that it was actually never on and that they requested for him to turn it on uh but the the rhetoric over this has been pretty ridiculous so charlie you got a handle on the situation here he didn't want ukraine to bomb russia's navy because he says yeah. never turned it on or off yeah well he did say that he refused to turn it on when they asked for it to be turned on mm. for this specific thing uh elon musk said there was an emergency request from the government authorities to activate starlink all the way to sevastopol sevastopol the obvious intent being to sink most of the russian fleet at anchor if I had agreed to their request, then SpaceX would be explicitly complicit in a major act of war and conflict escalation. Uh, he said, basically, the story is that he was worried that there would be a nuclear retaliation from Russia. And this was like last year sometime. This didn't just happen. This is actually coming out because uh, Elon Musk's biographer has put in, his, in the book that something equating to this situation happened. So anyhow, the response to this has been pretty funny from some of the people that you might expect. But one of them, this goes in for, for Dumbly, Brianna. I just, I just love when the left just is like, we want more war. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like what the party's been about their whole lives. You know, that's what well, Democrats the, are known for. The implication, the, um, I guess what they're trying to say is that this would have helped Ukraine turn the war and that Russia or Elon is secretly working for Russia or, oh, uh, he's no, puppet. you know, Russia is the aggressor here. He's, so he's a PP. He's a, a PP. Yes. Putin <laughs> puppet. That's right. Um, <laughs> Russia is the aggressor. And so Ukraine can defend itself. I mean, we can make the argument for that clearly. Um, I, I think he's definitely right to not want to get Starlink involved in actual uh, drone bombing the Russian fleet. And I believe from the very beginning, he said that it was just for communications, but it was not, it was not to be used for actual military strikes, uh, that he didn't want it to be involved that way. And it's also for the Ukrainian people to be able to keep up communication. Also, imagine thinking, time. imagine thinking you have a right to something that didn't even exist 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's going to be important in the next tweet after this one. Um, but 
Brianna Wu said a billionaire undermining the national security policy of the United States. Normal people would go to prison for this. And so this has been a very common thing that people are saying that basically Elon is aiding and abetting uh, an enemy of the United States that our national security policy relies uh, on Ukraine winning this war and that we are helping them to win the war and that Elon Musk is directly undermining that effort. Uh, therefore, uh, therefore, whatever you would call that, what is that treason? I don't, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. I don't know what you call that. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, I was looking at some of the comments down the side. You guys got to join the fed haters club. All right. That's a, it's a thing you got to do. Um, the next one comes, this is still dumb belief. Number one right now, George. Takai. I got to say, uh, man, you sound a little tired. Yeah. I need you I'm, to beef it up a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go. It's probably because I can't hear myself. And so I feel like I'm not even talking or like that. No one can even hear me. Mm -hmm. Well, we can hear you, but okay. it sounds like, but you know what I also do when I'm traveling, I worry about the people over here hearing me too. You know how I am about worrying about that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. like, there's someone else sitting at a table and they're you slipped a note under their door. <laughs> like I'm recording. <laughs> Don't bother me. <laughs> Ignore what I'm saying. It is the thin, it's the thin air. It's this Denver. It's the, it's, it's the altitude right now. It's yep. getting to my brain. Can't catch All your right. breath enough to have some emphasis. Yeah. Ah, 17% battery. Let's see if that works. Okay. George Takai says the daily beast is reporting that Elon Musk ordered engineers to switch off his Starlink satellites. Just as Ukraine was preparing to attack the Russian Naval fleet with drones. He said he feared nuclear retaliation by Russia. Here's the fun part. It's high time we ask the question, how much power and influence does it make sense to hand just one person? <laughs> so, yeah, there's so many things. There's so many things here. First it's off, a, can we... Just a brilliant take by <laughs> Takey. Thanks, Takey. Takai. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Takai. Okay, don't, don't insult yes. my people, Charlie. Come on. <laughs> um, he says, it's high time we ask the question. I think that we should address the fact that Elon Musk feared nuclear retaliation by Russia. And what if he is right or was right in this situation and the entire planet was destroyed because he allowed this attack to happen? Yeah, like somehow, I, I think, he, he, somehow he's a bad person to want to stave off the end yeah. of humanity. And uh, Mc, McDad in here said, uh, like the power of the president, how much power and influence does it make sense to hand just one person? It's funny how it never applies to people in the government, right? That's weird. Uh, also, Charlie, I don't know if you know this, he wasn't handed this power. Um, he created a company through SpaceX called Starlink. They've put up 5,000 satellites that are whirling around our whirling sender right now. And, um, and they're providing internet all the way all around the world. And then when Ukraine was invaded by Russia, Starlink and Elon Musk decided to give them SpaceX or Starlink terminals so they could stay in communication. 
some of the terminals are purchased. I think they're not charging like the subscriptions and stuff for the, for the terminals. Um, so we decided to help provide this to Ukraine. So in what way, Charles, in Nashville, Tennessee, would you say we handed this power and influence over the Ukraine-Russia conflict to Elon Musk? Yeah, so first of all, he gave it away, basically, as you said. And then somehow now he owes them yeah. to keep it going. <laughs> Makes like, a lot of sense. You know, when you give a gift to someone, like... And there's, you know, there's other things that can be done with that gift. Like it's now your responsibility since you gave the gift, you know, to keep doing that for that person. That makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. It's insane. Um, let's it's see. Insane. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip what I had down for dumb bleep number two. Anyway, that's all dumb bleep number one. And it's an issue that's happening right now. So that's kind of us covering something in the news and also introducing dumb bleep number one. Uh, so. We're going to get to dumb bleep number two. And Paul here this- says, uh, you know, I have days like this too. But mm-hmm. right now I'm feeling pretty optimistic because I default to optimism. But Paul says, uh, I used to believe we could turn things around. I'm more and more rooting for the collapse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a uh, councilman. I don't, I mean, I don't want to say too many things about people's names. Last names. Yeah. Yeah. This is Fed mm-hmm. Haters Club Anonymous. <laughs> first names only first names only yeah uh so i feel that way quite a quite a bit i'm not really rooting for the collapse but so i'm like, not really ah, a- I hate the government i'm only telling you my first name though <laughs> it's, it's fed fed haters anonymous there you go yeah <laughs> uh i just went to i went to naranon last night so which i guess i'm telling everybody about so it's not that anonymous oh man a lot of people know your last name here mm-hmm. i know. know i mean i but went to know? a couple i went to a couple aas and uh so if you were in that meeting with oh. me then you know my first and last name too mm-hmm. so um Anyhow, this is dumb bleep number. Oh, I was going to say, I have that attitude or that feeling about things pretty often, actually. I'm not rooting for the collapse, but I do have a hard time actually seeing how it's not going to happen. Part of you you is like, okay, if we just get the collapse over with, we could start the rebuild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though it's going to be terrible for, you know, maybe the rest of our lives, but maybe our children or our children's children will have something decent they'll have some some sort of a decent life but there's no uh, guarantee that the rebuild is going to be rebuilt in the original you know american constitutional governance or even anything with more freedom than that like unless we pass the rebuild reback rebetter plan you know the rebuild back also rebuild, better reback re yeah. Well, um, let's make fun of some climate people real quick for dumb bleep number two. Now, this is when, uh, let me see. This is when the hurricane was going through Florida. We This could have been in last week's dumb bleep, but we did it last week's dumb bleep on Wednesday. So we kind of missed this one, but I really wanted to make fun of these dumb bleep climate defiance people uh, for dumb bleep number two. Mm. Go ahead, Charlie. I'm not going to play this video, but climate defiance says as we write Florida, as we write, they need a, they need a comma there (laughs) as we write Florida. Are they sending letters to Florida? 
Uh, they are currently writing. Thank Florida. you notes. What's the whole, Is it the whole state? I think what they meant to say was as we write, like as we speak, mm-hmm. Florida is getting battered. 30 counties have issued evacuation orders. Roads have been turned into rivers. Vehicles flipped. Homes flooded. Delicately assembled lives upended with disarray and despair. How can this go on? The scariest environment imaginable is what was happening in Florida. Scariest environment imaginable. So so this idea here, what climate defiance has fully morphed into, and I I actually recommend following their page because it is hilarious. Uh, but they they protest a lot. Okay, these these are active environmentalist activists. Say that eighteen times fast. Yeah, you can't do it, can you? So, um, what they have fully morphed into is any time the weather is bad, they officially say that this is climate change, and this is a great example because Florida had a Category Four hurricane, not an unheard of event, Charlie. No, as um, this is probably, I think this is the first time a hurricane has ever struck the United States. <laughs> it's the first, yeah, and that's, that's because of climate change. That's what it sounds like when the, when you read this tweet. Like, like this has never happened in the history yeah. of Earth ever. It's the first cyclone coming off the ocean to hit yeah. Florida. Never happens. It's, no. it's ridiculous. It's so and ridiculous. so, yeah, if you read the tweet and you just combine all the beginning things into there is a hurricane hitting Florida. How can this go on? And so therefore we need to give the government more money and then they will never have the opportunity to post about a hurricane in Florida again, because it's just the climate change that's causing all run of the mill, normal hurricanes, just climate change. The other, so back to the comment earlier about, you know, wanting to see the collapse. What if instead of, you know, wanting to see the collapse, we, we just give, you know, the woke left and climate, whatever, all of these alarmist, just let's give them what they want with the caveat that, you know, you have whatever, five years. And if everything you've demanded, we're going to give that to you. And if things don't change in five years, then you have to, you have to go away, you know? They would just say that they needed six years. I know that, but it's like, I almost just want to just give the people what they want and watch it play out so that I can stay on this microphone and say, I told you so when it's all over. The actual answer is federalism. The people could get what they want in a U.S. state somewhere. In fact, a lot of people do get what they want in California, New York, and uh, Washington State or uh, Oregon or whatever. The problem is that the the government's gotten so big that we kind of socialize those states' uh, terrible decisions also. Uh, but, you know, our states, that, that we're supposed to be 50 separate countries, essentially. And so, I agree. Let's let California destroy their economy if they want to. You know, they're, that's, they're on the road. That's fine. They're not, they're on their way. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got an annoying problem here i've got to plug in my laptop so Mm. um charlie i not only have to plug in my laptop i have to find the charger i have to no i know where the charger is but i'm in one of those hotels where the only plug-in is like on the lamp over there i don't think that's so there's a tv plugged in behind you so that's got to be plugged uh, in somewhere where right there 
Uh, I don't know. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is completely ridiculous. Um, I, <laughs> let me we see. You are so prepared. This is the most prepared this is show <laughs> that there's ever been in the history of shows. Nate texted me last night at like 8 p.m. Like, hey, you want to do a dumb belief tomorrow? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And I worked on the notes and stuff a lot last night. And I was going to work really hard on making sure all of this connection stuff worked today. But then I Forgot got the up late. Fundamental thing is power. Energy. Power. Energy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why it's so important. Hey, explain this tweet thread here from Nina Turner. Just keep the show going. Like, I'm not even here. Yeah. So Go Chuck, ahead. Chuck Solo. Chuck Solo. Chuck Solo. Mm-hmm. All right. So Nina Turner tweeted um, this statement uh that says only free and i think this might be from somebody we recognize but that you know our name was blacked out or i say our the person or entity's name was blacked out because nina doesn't want to give anybody credit anymore they they said only free competitive markets can provide these things in a high quality affordable manner with good service the greater the government interference the worst overall combo of quality service and price uh, and that was in response to her saying, everyone deserves the dignity of living of a living wage, safe housing and health care. Everyone deserves. And so uh, she quote tweets this and says, free markets always become non-competitive. They made a board game about this. And she's referring to monopoly. How'd you monopoly. do, Charlie? I just got done. Oh. Yeah. So now it's time for your thoughts. How would I rate it on a scale of one to Nate? Oh, <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the live group left. So. Hmm. I did find some power. Oh. So we're good. That's all we have today. All right. That's, <laughs> that's it, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So free markets always. I read become... it out of order, unfortunately. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Her her evidence for how free markets always become non-competitive is a board game called Monopoly. <laughs> like that's that's exactly what her economic theory is coming from is the fact that there is a board game that has mm-hmm. a fixed amount of spaces on it and a set amount of rules called Monopoly, and that is Nina Turner's understanding of free market economics. Yep. That's fantastic. Nope. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Although I thought about, I knew she was talking about Monopoly. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you guys know the only way a Monopoly can actually exist is if they have the assistance of someone who has the authority uh, and free range use of violence against other people with no consequences. Mm-hmm. So the only way that you can compel people uh, to not start a business against you is if you have other people that either make it really difficult or actually tell you no, you can't. And we need to do, there's been a lot of people that have done a lot of great uh, content on this, but when you look at uh, the early 1900s or the late 1800s, and people will point to what the uh, Vanderbilt and um, who's the oil tycoon guy, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Um, Carnegie, all 
all of these all of these people and they'll say well that's what happens when we have a totally unregulated free market but if you actually go back and you look at what was going on during those times they were heavily using the government to restrict people that wanted to compete with them they were some of the first people that were using the government to hold out their competition and so even those monopolies basically that they had were still aided by government regulations and government power and control i have a hard time thinking of an actual monopoly that has developed without using government coercion to restrict their competition and i mean if if someone can actually tell me something um if you have a monopoly or not you personally but if you can think of a monopoly here in the comments let me know uh an actual monopoly and the thing is if you're not using government coercion you can't have the monopoly for long because competition will come into the market if you're going to raise your prices up well you're going to entice competitors to come in like if you're price gouging you're charging too high a price or it's your margins are way too fat well someone else can come in and charge lower margins and still make good money and that's actually what happened in the late 1800s and early 1900s as as well there was there's like no evidence of this idea that people are going to come in and destroy all their competition and then jack up their prices way high and charge people way too high money like walmart gets blamed for putting people out of business but it's just because they keep their prices really low they never tell me the walmarts that have gone and jacked up their prices by 300 percent now that all the mom and pop shops went out of business or the walmart cops show up to the mom and pop stores and like force <laughs> yeah. them out you know like you can't be in business anymore like they're the mafia you but know? nina turner's argument is that there is a board game called Monopoly, that and proves. that's why we have to have government regulations. <laughs> yep. You yeah. know, when you can <laughs> pin your whole life on that, <laughs> you know? It's a great idea. Yeah. It's awesome. I love um, when people's comebacks. It's just, you don't even need to say anything anymore. <laughs> like you just proved my point for me. Let's roll this into the same dumb belief. And by the way, I have no clue which dumb belief we're actually on right now. Three, I didn't, number three. I didn't, I didn't, what? Yeah. Three? Yeah, this is number three. Oh. We had okay. Elon Musk, Climate, and Nina. I want to roll this in with Nina. This person, Jabari Brisport, uh, who was a New York State Senator in District 25 says, having a plan is better than not having one. Socialism is a planned economy. Capitalism is an unplanned free market <sighs> economy. And having a plan is better than not having a plan. And so that's a, what do you call that? Like a, it's like a truism or, or some kind of, it sounds great, right? Having a plan mm -hmm. is better than not having one. Therefore, we should let a small number of highly connected individuals control billions of products out on the market because mm -hmm. having a plan is better than not having one charlie yeah that's that's right <laughs> as if no one in capitalism has any plans there's no plans it's just not <laughs> that's and so the thing with capitalism is they distribute all the planning amongst all of the people that are participating in the market it's not that everyone's just willy-nilly doing like what good morning liberty podcast does every day and just has no plan with for what they're doing 
it's literally it's it's hi it's what the free market is human intelligence it is so rather than having you know one software can you hear the dogs i heard i just heard a bark yeah dogs Um, was that plural yeah so Hmm. rather than uh we'll talk about that later okay rather than (laughs) we don't have to (laughs) rather than um rather than one piece of software you know that for socialism right we have multiple pieces that are acting independently but they are forced to act together to provide value to each other i call that hi you know human intelligence. i like it i like it one second okay go ahead go ahead why why would we not have more interruptions today that's totally fine okay i'm gonna skip over to um elizabeth warren here i guess this is number four there's this new push and some people might think this is a great idea uh i'm not super pumped about it right now but there's this new push for the irs to allow this free tax filing tool and so you'll be able to go to the irs's website and you can use this free tax filing tool i guess um now what's what's interesting is i don't think that means it'll do your state taxes i think it's just going to be federal and then the funny part about that is that you're most everyone i mean i never have to pay for federal taxes to be filed uh it's always the state taxes they charge you for and there are no state taxes in tennessee so we're fine when it comes to that but anyway anyway she wants the irs to create this tax filing tool that's going to be free paid for with your tax dollars which means it's free and she says the average American spends $140 filing their taxes. But next year, the IRS will finally start piloting a free tax filing tool. Of course, big tax prep companies want to stop it. But our government shouldn't work for them. And I'm working to get this plan over the finish line. Okay. There's one big glaring problem I saw with this. And that is that the demon here is that Americans spend $140 filing their taxes. Uh, it's not the taxes, which you have no choice in the matter of and are likely much, much more than $140 for you to file. Uh, but of course, the, the enemy here, the evil entity, are the tax prep companies, which charge you for paying your theft to the U.S. government. And so that's an annoying one. And now what a lot of people are talking about is that eventually they're just going to, Charlie, we've mentioned a bunch of times that why don't they just tell you how much you owe? That way there's no confusion about it, right? Like the more we lost Charlie, I don't know. He's gone. Sorry, I had to send something. Go ahead. Mm. We've talked a lot about how, why don't they just tell you how much you owe? That way there's no confusion about it. And we don't have to worry about getting fees or getting arrested or uh, you know you owe the money and you find out several years later and you get in a bunch of trouble uh, why don't they just tell us i'm not a fan of that the more i think about it because that means they'll have to have unprecedented access to all of your information all of your income information um not that they didn't already have access to it but imagine the imagine the mechanism to where the irs could tell you exactly what you owe 
what amount of privacy would they have to constantly violate of yours for them to tell you exactly what you owe? Uh, so that actually sounds pretty bad. And I like Costco's idea. He says, what if we just get rid of taxes? I think that's a good way. And I don't know if Elizabeth Warren just hasn't thought about this, but if you're worried about Americans spending 140 bucks filing their taxes, and then you want to use taxpayer money to create a free tax filing tool, you could skip that whole process by just not having the taxes. And then we'd save a bunch of money. All right, we're going to move on. Let's see. We've got like five minutes left. So let me get to a couple good things here. We're literally going to have like five or six total, which is fine. Five dumbs? Something like that. I just skipped over a few of them. <clears throat> so did you hear about this Enrique Tario being sentenced to 22 years in prison? The guy who was running the Proud Boys? No. Yeah. He got the longest sentence out of mm. all the Proud Boys. Here's the kicker, Charlie. He wasn't even there on January 6th. <laughs> um, and he... This but is he, very, organized, he organized it. Yeah. He was the mastermind. He was the mastermind. He was the one that suggested taking yeah. a flagpole. <laughs> you know? On top of that, he was an FBI informant. <laughs> and he gets 22 years uh, so maybe he deserves it for being an FBI informant I don't know mm -hmm. um, yep. this situation it's four or five of these guys that have been charged and given pretty crazy sentences right now um, <laughs> that's, Carl said it makes sense he was actually behind everything you know working <laughs> for the FBI <laughs> yeah. he was in the direction yeah, I guess yeah. they're admitting their wrongdoing right now um, can we say that on YouTube? I'm not really sure. Mm, I don't know. <clears throat> but, um, well, the me asking that probably just flagged their AI system to go back and check that, I bet. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the ridiculous nature of this. Um, also, remember, none of them, there were no armed individuals. Okay, now Proud Boys is like a pseudo, like a militia organization kind of thing, you know. Um you know, no one was carrying their rifles or anything. Although on Jane six, we were told that there were people armed with guns and stuff there. Um, there weren't. And so he organized people to go to a protest unarmed. And apparently some of the proud boys members were some, some of the first people to tear down the police barriers, barricades. And so therefore, at his direction, although there's no proof that he told people to go in there and riot, um, he he did text them. I think he said something like, don't effing leave, something like that, uh, after everything had already started. That was about it. So he gets this seditious conspiracy, obstruction of justice, uh, and they added a, a terrorism upcharge to it. Now, now, this is a terrorism upcharge for a person who didn't even have any weapons and who was not there and gets 22 years in prison because he texted some people once they were there not to leave. And I mean, literally, dude, like, this is it. That's this is 
that's the that's basic. It. The basic principle of the United States is not innocent until proven guilty. It's just <laughs> automatically guilty by association. Mm-hmm. You know, now he probably would have got fifty years if he was white. Um, unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, you know, because then he would be even more guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, what I'm wondering, they're still putting brown people in prison. I know. You know, sucks. And the the uh, the other white guys got less prison sentences actually. So racism still in the justice system. Yeah. Um, the the crazy part. So if they they had this grand plan to go in there and disrupt the proceedings, like from the get go, that's what they're going to do. Then I wonder why they didn't. Why did they do all of these people separately? Why didn't they just use a RICO charge against them, since they were conspiring as a criminal organization to go in and overturn the election or disrupt the official proceedings? And then you could say, well, he was the mastermind behind the whole thing, and there was this big conspiracy to get all of them to go in. And unfortunately, uh, they didn't use that. And I think because that's total BS and they just felt like he's the leader of the Proud Boys, so they have to charge him. They have to get 22 years out of him. And this is what you get. Now, we don't agree with January 6th. We don't. I think it's a terrible date. I think we should just go f- straight from January 5th to January 7th. I've never liked the date. Like the 13th okay. floor in a hotel. Yeah. Skip yeah. Right over it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we've never agreed with January 6th yeah. at, at all. In fact, there are several other dates that I'm against. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about those at a later time. Um, but this is what I think there are two things going on. One, this is what happens when you try to stand up against your government. All right. Now look at these guys. They got 22 years. One of them got 17. Some got 18. A uh, bunch of years in prison. We talk about happens. this in like third world countries about how they use political power and jail and all that, you know, to to jail these people. And we talk about how horrible that is in all these other countries. And it's happening right in front of our nose. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that well, they're making an example out of the leader. It's like they are making an example. So you're aware if you, you know, lead a group and that group ends up doing something like breaking a window at the Capitol or staying in a building that you're not supposed to be in. We're not really 20 years. Yeah. In prison. We're not concerned. Like if you burned buildings in the middle of downtown in some big yeah. city or anything, well, if you do it for the right know. reasons. Yeah. That's the problem. And the problem here is that they were being, they were against the government and this is what you get. The other thing is the more of these cases they give and the more conviction convictions they get, the more January 6th, is uh, becomes like a legal insurrection in the legal playbooks because of all these things that happened. And therefore, the more the higher chance they have of being able to use this 14th Amendment thing against Donald Trump. And so if no one goes down for seditious conspiracy and plotting to overthrow or whatever, if no one goes down for that, then that means it didn't happen. And therefore, they can't use the 14th Amendment thing against Trump. And so They've got to they've got to get these people actually going down for the thing that they're saying happened, and then they get him for the mastermind behind the whole thing, just like they got this guy for being the mastermind for what the Proud Boys did. So they are possibly still uh, building this towards something crazy. And as Carl from the live chat said, it builds you know case law and precedent. Yeah, and yeah, so that could be yeah, definitely could be an element to this. Okay, I don't know what number we are on, 
but let's go to something funny to end this. Um, I want to let you know. Now you're a little, we're a little too far away, but there is going to be brought to you by the Alliance for Human Services in Highland Park and Family Focus. Um, there's going to be a poverty simulation event on Saturday, this coming Saturday, Charlie. Now, if you have time, and you, you need to make sure you plan that well, because this poverty simulation event is from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at Highland Park. Is this uh, like which, this is like what the Christians used to do with Judgment Day, you know? Judgment Day. <laughs> Simulate <laughs> heaven and hell and, you know, the, the yeah. crash. Yeah, it's just you like never that. never know what's going to happen, you know? So let us know what this announcement from City of Highland Park says, Chuck. All right, they say the City of Highland Park is partnering with the Alliance for Human Services, Family Focus, Marine Township, and the Highland Park Community Foundation to host a poverty simulation event to increase residents' understanding and awareness of what it is like to live in poverty in Lake County. The simulation will be held on Saturday. We already talked about that. Participants in this immersive experience will begin to experience <laughs> what a month in poverty feels like in two and a half hours. Participants <laughs> are put into situations in which they do not have enough resources and are forced to make difficult choices that can negatively impact them and their families. The outcome is increased awareness of the need for resources to support those living in poverty and to create a more resilient health, human, and education sector in our local area. Participation is free but registration is required. Why would they make it free? I don't know. If it's poverty simulation. Well, I guess like I mean... Basically, you shouldn't even be... A, well, that's where the poverty simulation starts because they know you wouldn't be able to pay for it. Right, you shouldn't be you able, know, to, you, you shouldn't be able to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's free. So, so what are they going to do? I mean, like, <laughs> hey, can I get it's some two and food? a half hours. Like, can I get some food? And they're like, no, can't have any food. <laughs> Just make sure you eat breakfast beforehand and make <laughs> lunch reservations at noon afterwards yeah. and you'll be yeah. good. Um, and just to clear the air, we're not laughing at anybody that's in poverty. Nate and I have both been in poverty for many mm -hmm. years of our lives. Okay. Like it's not saying that people that are in poverty don't struggle because, you know, back in the day they had to make some tough decisions, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, do I eat like lunch and dinner or like, do I, save some of my lunch for dinner because I want to eat lunch tomorrow too. You know, I never had any food insecurities. I'll, I was uh, never insecure say. about it. But we it were in a position where we had to choose between mowing the yard and shooting up heroin. <laughs> and so, no, <laughs> we weren't in that either, but it was a trailer park. So I'm sure I, I felt that that was what a lot of people were going through. A lot mm -hmm. of my neighbors and that's what the neighborhood felt like, you know, um, the, I wonder if you get like a badge after, is it like an escape room kind of thing where you get to take a picture outside of it? So you get a, the thing that says like, I survived poverty. Uh, you know, you get like a badge or whatever and yeah. they'll post it on the website. I don't know. I want to see people taking pictures from this thing and, oh gosh, this is great. What, I mean, this whole role playing, because Here's just what happens when we've got it so good as a society, and not that everyone has it so good, but we're we've done so well that we have to simulate that create an immersive poverty experience for people for two and a half hours so they can feel like they did something, you know, like they seen a thing or two. 
mm-hmm. after that, you know, for this yeah. purely fabricated setup event. Now you could like lock them in a homeless encampment for a couple hours and see who makes it out. Like there's a, there's a reason to take pictures, you know, that's, that's not a simulation. That's no real life. No, it's yeah. real. And you could probably make that a TV show a bit. <laughs> and if you made it a TV show, you pay some of the impoverished people, you know, for being on it. Look at this. I really can't wait to see pictures and stuff from this. We're gonna have to follow up on this. Yeah, we need to see if they're gonna use a hashtag or anything, or at least mm-hmm. follow the uh, City of Highland Park page. Okay, now comes the super interesting part where we skipped over several dumb bleeps, and I have to try and figure out what the numbers are and try to ask people what their votes are. The first one, dumb bleep number one, is this Elon Musk, Ukraine, Russia, Starlink situation, specifically George Takai's comments on the matter about handing all this power to one person. Uh, Let's see. Number two is going to be climate defiance, blaming just your regular hurricane. I mean, it's a category four, so I guess that's, you know, it's no cat cat five, but regular hurricane um, on climate change. Four cats are more destructive than three cats. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, let's see. That was two. Number three is going to be Nina Turner's free markets and monopoly comment. And we'll tack on this New York state senator saying that having the plan is better than not having one. And that's why socialism is better than capitalism. That's all number three. So kind of a free market capitalism. Number three. Um. Well, we skipped over this one, too. Number four is Elizabeth Warren making a big deal out of this people having to pay to file their taxes, but of course not the taxes themselves. Uh, Just the fact that you have to pay a fee to file your taxes with the IRS. So we're going to take a bunch of your tax money to create what we're going to call a free program uh, for tax filing that's probably going to cost way more than what these tax prep companies actually use as a budget to operate on but we'll see that's number four. Oh, this was a good one too we skipped over that talk about this next week it's pretty funny this was a good one too a lot of honorable mentions in here right now you know vivek ramaswamy is saying that if you can't smoke an addictive cigarette until you're 18 the age is 21 now you shouldn't be able to use an addictive social media platform by the age of 15 or 16 either ban it <laughs> There's our Liberty candidate. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's going right down there. a little bit. Uh, number oh, five. Saying, like, but the problem is you start to use that same rhetoric, you know, because you want to slap people back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is Enrique Tario, Proud Boys leader, getting 22 years in prison for not being there on January 6th. And by the way, he wasn't there because I believe he had just gotten in trouble for burning a black lives matter flag hmm. i think i think it was a black lives matter flag and it turns and out so- <clears throat> from what i'm hearing is that he was in the bread van you know down a couple blocks away <laughs> you know listening yeah. in with an earpiece and he went down yeah they probably threatened his family or something like that how can you be an informant and go to prison at the same time this is Wild to me. All right, and then number six is the uh, is the poverty simulation event, 
Now, uh, Costco said he's going to put it in the Discord. I'm not going to switch over to that right now. I also think everyone would have to jump off of this to switch over the Discord. I'm looking right now at the moment. I'm just looking at the vote channel. <clears throat> I don't know how that how that would work for people. So we'll probably have to announce the winner later on uh, to our group, or they'll see the winner because it's in the group Discord. And today we're using YouTube to stream because I'm in Denver. Charlie's in Nashville. We're connecting on this platform. We're using all this crazy stuff. And we use Discord to hang out with our folks. But guess what? Discord doesn't accept a streaming key. Uh, so it's difficult. It's very difficult. So we're using YouTube. Charlie, tell people what to do. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Hit that follow button. Share it around with a friend, a family member, or a foe. And uh, leave us a rating review, Apple Podcast and Spotify. And then uh, visit GodHatesFeds.com. GodHatesFeds.com. Nate's going to go to prison for that one day. <laughs> GodHatesFeds.com. That might be true. And pick yourself up some merch before Nate goes to prison. And, uh, <laughs> and when he does go to prison, then we'll, we'll buy more. You know, there'll be more people on the website. So uh, that's also how you can join the Fed Haters Club. Uh, or go to JoinGML.com for that as well. Uh, if you do all of those things, all of them, then we'll be back again on Monday. 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 Yeah. Monday. I mean, I'm coming back tomorrow. Nine so eleven. Monday. Nine eleven. We That's get to watch a uh, football game Sunday night. If you're not already uh, booked up, I'm not. So let's do that. Don't know if right. you'll be dog watching or anything. So, like I said, do all of those things, and then we'll be back. Until then, I'll right. day and a good morning, Liberty. Thank you.